Good day, everybody, and welcome back to the House of Mario. And this episode is a, a tribute to my good friend, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, as he's known online in his podcast and his YouTube channel. Um, I've mentioned before and I've included in the show notes for many episodes, his GoFundMe. He's, um, unfortunately, he contracted COVID-19 and he had a... Uh, four-month battle in hospital. And uh, today the news came out from his family and friends that he unfortunately passed away. And I got the news this morning via Twitter. Um, Sean Capri posted a very heartfelt letter on his Twitter account um, confirming the news and... Man, when I was I was reading it and I was hoping it's just going to be an update saying he's going okay. He's you know opened his eyes. He's he's starting to uh, get better. Um, but halfway through reading the statement, that was um, obviously not what it was. But over the last few months, the Nintendo community and Bobby's community have come together and just absolutely smashed it. They've raised over $20,000 to go towards his hospital bills and everyone was just rooting for him to come back. Everyone loves this man. He's touched so many people and uh, just spending the day on Twitter, like I've spent most of the day on Twitter, honestly, just um, going through people's stories, going through people's um, you know, grievances and all of that um, to do with Bobby and it's just really touching to see how this man affected so many people, including myself, including myself. Um, personally, for me, doing the House of Mario, it's all about Bryce and I's friendship. It's about us catching up. It's about us sharing our passion for video games, for Nintendo. And it was something really special when we can reach out to people and also share that passion with other people. Whether it was our first guest, um, Michael Yanoska, or multiple friends we've met in the Australian podcast community who've gone on to be absolutely fantastic friends and allies just through life. Whether it's just through Twitter or catching up in a person at PAX, it's just been an absolute unreal experience for, for all of us. And um, I started off, I saw Bobby's content and I became a big fan of his podcast, of his YouTube channel. He just had that special source where he just was so personable so relatable. He had some hot takes, which were interesting, even if he didn't agree with them necessarily. And the content was just really great to watch. And I was a fan for a year or so. And I said, you know what? I would love to talk to this guy. Bobby would be an absolutely fantastic, um, you know, person to talk to. And I've got a Nintendo podcast. So there is the perfect excuse just to be like, all right, man, let's have a chat. And I went um, to his Twitter and I sent him a DM and pretty soon, even um, with sort of the Australian and the American time difference, he replied pretty quickly and said, I would love to join in. I would love to jump on. And even though he was uh, you know, a fair bit bigger creator than me in the thousands, whereas this show's you know, pretty small, he was more than happy to jump on. And that meant the absolute world to me. Um, 
just having someone who I respected, someone who I looked up to and having them just be, yes, I'd love to be a part of something that you do. And that episode was back in 2019. We talked, um, we actually covered the Nintendo Direct where um, Mario Maker 2 and a fair few of those games were announced. So that was our first sort of conversation together and um, start of our friendship. Um, ever since then, we always talk to each other on Twitter and DM and I join their Discord community and follow what they're doing on Patreon because they're doing like multiple shows. Um, Sean Capri is also doing a, um, a show called the Xbox Drive, which is fantastic. Go and check that out if you're into um, Xbox. But, you know, we keep on talking, we keep on talking and um, we just uh, gain a good friendship. Then the following year, in uh, actually at the start of 2020, it feels like such a long time ago, but relatively it's um, it's only been a year. Start of 2020, we did another episode when I was doing um, sort of a Nintendo Neighbors sort of segments of uh, of episodes where people were coming on and um, sort of f- filling in for Bryce at the time. When it was um, a bit busy at the start of the year. And um, I think that episode really was a lot of fun. And um, I'm going to be playing it at the end of this sort of introduction and talking about what's going on. But um, listening back to it, I sound nervous. <laughs> I'm always nervous when I have guests on. But um, as the episode goes on, I you know, start to liven up a bit more like I usually am. But yeah, Bobby, he's always been such a, such an inspiration to me. Um, just through his hard work, his dedication, how much work he puts into his podcast, his shows, his videos, um, and just being a, a great person. He's um, He is the example of how to treat your community if you are a content creator. And that's something I definitely um, want to try and uh, replicate with the House of Mario. I know it's uh, not always easy to do because, you know, we've all got lives, we've all, we all get busy and sometimes at a year, it's some like literally it is just put out, put out an episode and, um, you know, turn off for the rest of the week until I have to record the next episode. But um, the House of Mario, we always have an open door policy and that's why the doors are always open. No matter who you are, you're always welcome to come in, geek out about Nintendo games. Um, so that's that's you know that's what we do here, but yeah, just absolutely heartbreaking day. And to to, to anyone that says you know COVID nineteen it's a myth for it's only the flu or whatever, you know, you're wrong, because this is this is this is awful. And I feel so blessed here in South Australia. We are re- relatively COVID-free. We've had a few small scares, but nothing compared to the major cities in Australia and definitely nothing compared to that in the US or Europe or the UK or any other sort of country with a higher population. We're incredibly lucky here and I do not take that for granted. And to all of you guys, whether you are in a major city, whether you are in a different country, um, I, I pray for your um, your safety. I hope you're looking after one another, and um, I hope you're just uh, you're getting through this because hopefully we're closer to the the end than we are the beginning. And this um, because of uh, I guess 
how uh, secluded we are regards to COVID here. Um, this passing away of Bobby really hits me hard. Um, as someone who I looked up to, as a content creator, as a friend, um, he will be missed by all of us. And even even though I never got to meet him in person, I really um, I can't thank him enough for what he's done for me personally, just boosting my confidence here online, doing a podcasting and just just being a friend and uh, reading reading the statement this morning. <laughs> And uh, Bryce, he caught the news as well, and he he knew how much, <laughs> how much, <laughs> how much Bobby meant to me, and um, he see Bryce surprised me. He came over and you know he gave me a hug, and that really helped. And, you know, that's what, that's why he's my best mate, you know. <sighs> See, like, I've been crying all day and when I, when I thought I would come here and record this, I didn't think um, I would start crying again, but just blurbing it out makes me, makes me sort of tear up again. But um, before we get into episode um, 182 of the House of Mario, um, I want to play a clip from Bobby's podcast, uh, Breaking Bells, which was his Animal Crossing podcast where he had uh, a new guest on each day. And on the lead up to Animal Crossing New Horizons, he um, had multiple guests on each week. And... One of the guests was me. He brought on me, which is really exciting to go on to one of Bobby's shows. And he's always he's always been really flattering, Bobby. Whether it was um, whenever I went to his like his twi- Twitch stream and just went in the chat and said hello, whether it was just like a little bit um, like because I'm at work and I can only pop in to say hello, or I am sitting there on a day off and watching the full thing. Whenever he would see my name and go, Drew, how you going? It's absolutely fantastic to see you and. That just that just made my day, and when I went on his podcast, he had um, he just overwhelmed me with flattery, and I don't take compliments that well. So on the actual show, I'm just like, yeah, thank you, but I will never forget um, just sort of what he said about what we're doing here at the House of Mario, and I'll play that now. <laughs> True, how you doing, man? I'm going well, thanks, Bobby. Thank you very much for having me on. And man, it's been a been a long lead up to Animal Crossing, but we're finally on the uh, on the precipice of it. Yes, of it all coming yes. out. Um, for those that don't know, Drew, he does a podcast called The House of Mario, and I have to say, man, I mm. I had not listened for a very long time, right? And then you had me back on, and I really love what you're doing right now. Like, you are doing some fantastic stuff. Like, man, I didn't really know Bryce that well. I didn't really listen to Bryce. 
you know, during his run and whatever. And then, yeah, yeah. um, and then you brought me back on. I was like, I gotta listen to that episode because, of course, I'm on it. I like to hear myself talk. You know, what I mean, like I'm weird like that. And but then you brought on Seamus, and I was like, I gotta listen to this episode. And dude, that was the most amazing episode ever. Like, in all of podcasting, it's probably my most favorite episode I've ever listened to anywhere. Oh, my God. I'm serious, wow. dude. It was so yeah. good. Because you know what it was? You two had such a deep-rooted history with each other that, like, mm. you're literally taking shots at each other the whole time. And I'm like, this... I don't know any of the jokes. I don't know any of the any of the, the backstory. But I'm like, I could, I could get when you guys are digging at each other. And I loved every second of it. And then Bryce returns... And I'm like, these shows are amazing too. It's like, so you, I'm, I'm hooked, man. I'm hooked. I'm loving it. No, love thank it. you very much. Man. Yeah. No, like the, the episode with Seamus, I, I loved having him on as well. And I, I listened through the episode and I um, genuinely enjoyed listening to that episode myself, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I dare say you've had episodes like that too when you're uh, just, you listen back to it, like, I actually enjoyed listening to us. And mm-hmm. like that, that, probably sitting there like that one guy bobby had very good opinions that line up with myself so like <laughs> you know like stuff like that yeah it's true it's true but no i i like literally it's 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 moved right into my rotation like i've literally just started like boom every single time like it comes on i got like i gotta listen so and it's funny because for a while i'm gonna i'm gonna boost your ego a little bit even further for a while there like in my rotation was nvc was like um, Shaq, Nintendo Shaq, Nintendo Dads. You've literally moved right up to the top. Like, I don't listen to NVC at all anymore, right? I got to listen to the House of Mario. And then, like, if I have a choice between you or Nintendo Dads or you and Shaq, like, I go, all right, I would listen to Drew first, and then we'll go Nintendo Shaq, and then we go down the list. But, dude, you guys, you're clicking on all cylinders. I love the intro. I love how you do this little skit every time. It is fantastic. This week was amazing. Like, I literally was sitting at my desk laughing out loud today, listening to you guys kind of take a little little dig at coronavirus and, like, you not being able to hang out with Filbert. And all this stuff. <laughs> it, was it was amazing. We have, we have a lot of fun with those skits, like um, something just to make us stand out a little bit mm-hmm. and also just because... We have like a really dumb sense of humor, so it really fits in with all of that. <laughs> it's good yeah, stuff. So. Man. It's good stuff. Now, thank you very much, dude. You're welcome. Um, like same with you guys as well. Like you guys are right up there. Like I, I'm the same. I used to listen to MVC every week, and that was the first podcast I actually started listening to for yeah. the most part. Um, then like you know, you guys, Nintendo Shack, and all, all of like these um, you know, uh, I guess uh, I was gonna say local, but they're not local for me. But yeah. they feel local just for the fact that it's just we're all like, like in, we're not like independents. We're not big. We're not. We're not. Yeah, massive. that's right. You know, we're just like little within our circles. We're rock stars. Yeah. Outside of that, nobody knows who the hell we are. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I like to start each episode off with a few questions. Right. Um, okay. Well, um, listening to that really, really does um, make me feel happier. <laughs> Just hearing Bobby's voice again and um, just such such kind words. And he was always so nice and supportive. And um, I'll never be able to thank him enough for what he's done and his friendship. So 
I just want to um I'll leave in the show notes a uh, a link to um Sean's tweet. Go and comment on it. Support Bobby's family and friends and community and so also a link to their Discord, the You Mean Capri Discord. There's a lot of people in there who are feeling heartbroken, so um any support thrown their way is uh will mean the absolute world to them. So I'll leave you guys now and we'll I'll post an episode um, we did back on the 21st of January 2020. And uh, on this episode, we talk about Luigi's Mansion 3 multiplayer, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, uh, Pokemon DLC Outrage, Byleth comes to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and uh, Bobby's approach to content creation, which uh, is a really uh, sort of interesting um, time. <laughs> I've completely lost my words, but... Everyone, I hope this uh, rambling wasn't awful. And um, yeah, I just wanted to get some of my thoughts out there. I'm not so much of the person on Twitter to threads and threads and threads of um, you know my thoughts. I'd rather just sit down and sort of ramble them out like this. And it's a good way to sort of uh, get my message out to you guys here at the House of Murray because you are the ones that support us the most by being subscribed to our podcast and um yeah just means the world to me so before i start crying again without further ado let's jump into episode 100 no not 100 it's only 82 82 catch you later What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast, backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 129 are open. Joining me this week is Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. How are we going, my friend? I am very well, Drew, very well. Thank you for having me back, man. It's been a while, but uh, we're here to take the House of Mario back. We're going we're gonna to make yeah. it awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so I last had you on um, the major direct of last year, the start of the year. So yeah. it's almost been a year, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Mm. It's too so long. I, it's, I have it's, to wait, give... wait, wait, stop. It's Sorry. too long. <laughs> it's way too long. We can't It, it was. We can't I, need, wait. I need to have you and, on a couple and, more things. And here's the thing. This is what we got to do. <laughs> Next time, I got to bring you my way. All right? So I got to bring you on something that I do. And then that yeah, way we yeah. can, you know... I got, I got you know... Uh, me... I'm very ugly, okay? So whenever I can oh. get a good-looking chap to come on <laughs> and, and raise my ratings, I'm all about it. So there you go. <laughs> Put me in all the thumbnails, do what you got to do. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I have to give you a really good intro because um, every time you're streaming over on twitch.tv slash nintendogurus, you, whenever I go in the chat like, hey guys, what's going on? You always go, oh, it's Drew, how are you going? Uh, you know, he does a Nintendo show. Uh, you should go and check it out. And every single time, I'm like blushing just like in front of my TV or my computer. Just like, oh. <laughs> Listen, man, there's not, there's not a whole lot of people that I, that I admire and I like. Um, very few. I act like I like everybody, but I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like I've, I've collected a, a great group of friends over this time. So whenever I see somebody pop in, I'm like, I got to give this guy the proper shout out because – you know, I consider you a friend, man. I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun to to have someone not only podcast but do it really well. You guys kill it, man. You guys really do. So, gotta give you props when I can. 
yeah likewise to you and sean like absolutely love um the podcast you do and you've started a brand new nintendo podcast this week yes uh cup of joe in nintendo mm-hmm. so i guess before we start off you know what's uh, what are you all about what are your shows about okay. um on twitch and all of that so twitch uh, twitch is basically streaming i mean that's just you know i mean that's just me hanging out with the community Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes Saturday, um, just hanging out with the people that I that I consider to be friends, just playing some games, Nintendo games, and just having a good time. So that's basically what Twitch is. Um, then I have two podcasts now. I've I've actually cut way back. I'm only doing two podcasts now, <laughs> and that is uh, Nintendo Talk that I do with my good friend Patrick McNamara, Nintendo Talk, um, and basically Nintendo Talk is. You know, we, we, it's a formatted podcast. So we, we have our news, we have our topics, we, we break it all down. We do this thing called Geek Outs, which is just something what you're excited about. And then we did, Sean and I, we used to do a podcast called If We Ran Nintendo. We just shut it down this past week. Um, and it was a very, I feel like, a pretty successful podcast. It's been around for almost four years. But we just felt very uninspired. You know, when we started the podcast, we started it when the Wii U was basically dive bombing into the ground and not really doing that well. And it was very easy to have topics week in, week out, and no big deal to really just talk about things. But after four years and the the switch is doing very well, we just felt like we needed to do something different. So we, we I had initially was going to do this show by myself. Uh, it was, a, it was going to be a YouTube show that I was going to do. And Hmm. I was like, I like the name A Cup of Joe and Nintendo. And so when Sean and I were kicking around ideas, we were like, we have a Patreon-exclusive podcast as well called You, Me, Capri. And during that, I was like, we should try to do something very similar to You, Me, Capri. Like, You, Me, Capri is just basically, we don't talk about any games. We just go. Uh, But we wanted to do something that was Nintendo-centric because Sean, you know, he has the Xbox Drive, but he felt like, Doing a Nintendo podcast inspired him and pushed him to play more Nintendo games. So he wanted to continue down that. And I was like, okay. So I threw out, you know, a cup of Joe and Nintendo. And basically what the feel and the vibe is that we're trying to create is just two guys that are friends. They're just hanging out in a coffee shop. And we're not. He's in Canada. I'm in New Jersey, United States. And we're total different end of the spectrum. So the idea was, let's just give that feel and that vibe. Like, we don't do, like, the whole, hey, what's up, everybody? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do anything. It's just real chill. We just start the conversation off as we're talking. Like, the show starts as we're talking. And um, and even at the end, like, when you would typically do, like, your, you know, check us out on, on Twitch and Patreon and Twitter and all that stuff. And, like, that's all done by a pre-recorded a friend of mine. Uh, she, she recorded it all for me. And so every week that's what we do. So we wanted to make it feel like a television show or something totally different than what the norm is. So that's where we're at with that stuff. Yeah. And like when, when you first explained like, uh, that if we run Nintendo's going away and you're saying like, it's hard coming up with topics, it made me think like, yeah, that would be hard every week. Yeah. Especially now that, you know, we're out of like the real dire situation we yeah. were in, you know, five years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and with um with with the new show just being so chill and that's what I really enjoy about your podcast. Just you know, you and Sean are just uh you're just really very likable people. I was actually talking about it the other night with Seamus. Seamus Mullins was over. Oh, get out of here, really? And, 
and we'll talk we're talking about all sorts of podcasts we're talking about kind of funny and all the shows we're talking about and i said oh well you know bobby and sean they actually started up a new podcast and he hadn't heard of it yet so um i showed him he's like yeah it's a really great idea that uh yeah that you're sort of going with uh you know what makes you guys special and that's yeah. just like your good friends yes. catching up talking about nintendo yeah. and having a good time because you know that's what uh you know we're all about really like this nintendo community exactly. just uh about loving Nintendo games and having a chat about them. Exactly. And I think the key to it all is we don't, we, we, I mean, we have a formatted show, but the idea is to make you feel like it's not formatted, that we're just sitting down natural. talking. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a natural conversation, which we are very good at doing. Him and I can really connect and click and have a good conversation. But the idea was, you know, we didn't want to do like, we, we do want to do news and topics and stuff. But we don't want it to be like, okay, time for the news or anything like that. Like, so that's that's the whole premise. Hmm. And when you said that, like, you know, this show is, I'm looking at different segments and different um, you know, structure for this year, and like, you know, I want I want to have like, you know, this is the news and this is this yeah, and absolutely. this is that. But like, when you put that in my head, I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to be like, okay, now it's the news or whatever. I'm gonna try and work on making it seem uh, more natural. Yeah. More of a natural transition. Yeah. Um, whether we'll get that this show, this episode, <laughs> I don't know, but I'll, I'll work on it. I'll okay. work on okay. it. Um, so I guess uh, you're playing Luigi's Mansion Three on stream. You're playing the uh, yeah the multiplayer. Yeah, Scare um, Did you have much uh, experience playing that, or was that one of the first times you're playing? Because so, like personally, I haven't even touched the multiplayer yeah. just because. Whenever I jump into it, it's always the single player stuff. First time I ever played Scarescraper. Um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> and I, the idea is is that you get four people, uh, basically in a mansion, and you have five floors to clear, and each floor has a different tactical mission, like catch this many ghosts or collect this much money. And so I was playing tonight on stream with a bunch of people. And it is hard. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that hard. The timer is very low. The timer is like three minutes. And it's basically no business. Like, no no, no BS. you got to get in, and it's all business. you got to go in and try to find what you got to find. But I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was a blast. You know, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, because when they announced the DLC, like, that there's more stuff coming to the, the, the multiplayer stuff and the minigames, I sort of just, like, brushed it aside because... I'm not interested in it, yeah. Like that much, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it would be, it would be something I would be um, keen to give a little bit of a go. But yeah, I still, um, still got a lot to uh, sort of get all the gems and everything in the in the main story. Yeah, I feel like exactly. That's, I just want to do that. I haven't even beat the main story yet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I got pulled away pretty quickly um, from that game and started playing other stuff. So I, I definitely got to go back because I do want to beat Luigi's Mansion. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I was a bit slow getting through it. And then uh, Pokemon came out and that dominated, you know, the two months that, of that's, my life. Yeah, that's, you're right, man. Pokemon. Yeah, because Pokemon was like, what, three weeks later or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the timing. Like, I really feel like Luigi's Mansion should have came out in the beginning of October. You know, mm. it's a it's a... Like a Halloween-type game, like a scary-type... Not scary, but you know what I mean, like your ghost yeah, hunting. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been nice to have that the whole month of October and not feel like i got to get out of this because i got to go play Pokemon now. So mm. Yeah, it, it, make, it makes sense for it to come out on Halloween, but at the same time, 
it'd be cooler if it came out to sort of like on the lead up to it. Yeah. To actually like get in the mood for it. And yeah. Celebrate it that way. Exactly. So I feel like um, like like when, when you're waiting for Christmas, for example, like most of the fun is the lead up to Christmas, all of the lights and everything. If everybody just put up their Christmas lights on Christmas Day, yeah, then that was it. Exactly. Then it's over. It's a waste. Like it's just there. No, you're absolutely mm. right. And that's what I felt the same thing should have been with Luigi's Mansion, not come out on Halloween. Like, you know, and they did the same thing, I feel. They did the same thing to ARMS. They dropped ARMS. A month later, here comes Splatoon 2. And it's like, sometimes Nintendo, are they feel pretty dumb with their launching of games <laughs> and how they do stuff like that. Like, I'm sure, statistically, they have their reasons behind it. And they look at it statistically and go like, hey, this is a good time to put a game out. But like, logistically, it just, from a gamer standpoint, it just makes no sense to me. Because you get the game, and then like, you, you know, if you don't beat the game within two weeks, three weeks, like, you have another game that you really want to play right on top of you. And I got, you know, Pokemon, I, I enjoyed it, man. It, it really pulled me way away from Luigi's Mansion. So, we'll see. Yeah, because you you weren't typically a Pokemon player. Never played. Never. Well. So okay, I played X and Y a little bit, very very little bit. Stopped playing it, and I was like, eh, not really a fan. Couldn't really figure out everything. Then Pokemon Go hit, and that really man, like I started playing with friends and like running around and doing raids and and just going to different mm. stuff and like it really sucked me in. And I was like, this is cool, but I like to have a story with it. So then Let's Go came out, and I bought that. And I got to, like, I think the third gym, fourth gym. And I was like, this is kind of cool, man. But I didn't like the whole catch mechanic. Like, I didn't like that you had to catch them like you do in in Pokemon Go. Uh, And then, so I was like, okay, when Shield comes out, I'm going to give Shield a legitimate chance. Sword and Shield. I'm going to give it a legitimate chance and go after it. So I played Sword through the whole campaign, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was so good. You know, there was things I did. Oh, there's, there, I have critiques about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's things that weren't, like, blew me away. But, like, for a first time really going in and beating it and playing it, I was like, this is actually really good. You know, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's really cool to hear, too. Like, you know, especially especially with uh, all of like the the controversy and all the stuff going around the game because yeah. it did turn out to be a really you know fun but flawed game. Yeah. But I'm really happy that a uh, you know someone like yourself could come into the game and um, finish it and really enjoy your time with it. Um, are you still playing it or is it just finished and put into the the pile I and finished on to the next thing? Or? Well, because there's so much stuff to play right now, um, and a lot of my playtime is limited to streams. And that's not really true. I mean, you do have the raids you could do. Mm. And I had a blast doing the raids with the community. Um, I mean, maybe that's something I'll go back and do. I haven't completed the Pokedex, so I have to do that. Um, but well, I, You have to. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, I mean, technically you don't have to. They did stop the whole got to catch them all <laughs> thing, you know. Uh, but I do. I do want to go back. I want to play it because I feel like it's, it's just really cool. It, what I... So for me, and I think that people really got off the off into a tangent with the game itself, and they were looking at certain things and, and having issues with some stupid things with it. Um, but for yeah. me, I look at it and I go, like, <laughs> the Wildlands. Like, dude, that was so amazing. 
like to go out there and just kind of it like was, free yeah. flow and go where you want. Now, look, I'm not 100% on board with how they are. You know, where how like this patch has this type of Pokemon, this patch has these Pokemon. It, it would be kind of better if it was just random and sporadic. Just, you know, I would prefer a game that's like that. Like, wide open like that, where you can just run where you want to go, and then, like, you have a map, and you can kind of... Not like when you get into the map parts where it's, like, tunnel vision, where it's, like, you gotta go this way. It's very lineal. I liked it when it was open, and I could run where I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do. So, hopefully, moving forward, they start to dip into that way of playing than the way they did, you know, in this one. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Because, like, once you finish the game, you're pretty much just always in the wild area. That is yeah. where you spend all of your time. You barely go back to these routes. Yeah. And, like, from what they've shown of the DLC coming, you know, June and late year, uh, you know, that's all based around, like, a wild area type of... Absolutely. ...mechanism. Which I love. Mm. I lo- that's what has me excited for the DLC. Because I'm like, this is this is more of what I enjoyed with, with Pokemon Shield or Sword. Um, same thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's what had me excited. That's what I enjoyed. So I was like, if I'm getting more of that, then I'm on board. And you know, so. Hmm. Yeah. So you reckon you'll get the DLC? You oh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely. I didn't buy it oh, yet, nice. but I'm definitely going to buy it. And I feel like here's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to talk about this or not, but like, um, I mean, are you ready to get into this, or or you want to? Are we holding for a second? Yeah, no, we can jump okay. right into it. Okay, so my thing is this. Like, with, you know, with the controversies that are going around and people are all upset about it, as a non-Pokemon fan, I love what they're doing. Because what would we typically get right now? I, I, I mean, I'm not a Pokemon fan, but I pay attention enough to know, right? Mm-hmm. So we got Sun and Moon, right? Okay, cool, whatever. And then we got Ultra Sun and Moon after that. And which is basically like a carbon copy of the game with a couple extra things to do and you get maybe another 10 hours out of or 20 hours extra additional gameplay. And it's like, okay, you get all the Pokemon, big deal. You know, what I like about this is they only gave us 400 Pokemon out the gate, a more catchable, um, feasible chunk to take down, right? Then we get the second grouping, And we get another package in June, and it's like we'll be able to then actually play more and spend more time and explore and go through a whole, almost like you're doing the game over again to some degree. They have some storyline content and stuff in there, plus more Wildlands, and you get to run around and do all that stuff. And then you go in, what, fall, you get another chunk. And the pricing is a little out of line for me. I think the pricing... This is a little whack. Because what is it, 30 per? Yeah. It's, it's th- no, it's just 30 American and you get both. Okay. But if you buy both, yeah. if you want both sides, because they did do that. They made them exclusive. They put Pokemon. There's, there's, there's one for sh- Sword and there's one for Shield. Yes. And there's exclusive yeah. Pokemon in each. And I think exclusive gear as well in each. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, even if 60 bucks isn't that bad for two packs, you know, two expansions and all that. I'll probably just stick with the sword one because that's the one Mm. I played because I didn't really play shield. I was going to, um, but 
the only reason I was going to was I was actually going to start Shield on my Switch Lite, so that way I could get another starter and then trade them. Yeah, yeah. And then get another starter and then trade them. But I was like, I don't feel like playing all that stupid dialogue and listening to <laughs> this idiot that's supposed to be my my rival. That's that's I wanted to slap him midway through the game. I just oh, I really I couldn't stand that. I game. quite liked Hop. I think oh, he turned, I out, Hop. He turned I out to be wanted, quite a sweet character. I couldn't stand him. I just wanted to punch <laughs> him in the throat every time I see him. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I was I was actually um. Really, 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 really excited about the DLC. I've been wanting DLC for the Pokemon series for for years. Yeah. Um, like you said about Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, they announced that like just after Sun and Moon come out and released it not even a year later. Yeah. And those games, you know, they were a remix, a couple of new Pokemon in there and a little bit of stuff post-game that was different. Yeah. But like there was, it was like, it was a real eye-opener for me being like, all right, this is... A little bit too much like at least back in the day like pokemon emerald coming out after ruby and sapphire um that came in a couple of years after and it added a decent amount and like i was a kid back then so obviously i was looking at it differently yeah but yeah just with those games it's like all right i, I don't really uh you're making it hard for me to spend my money and pokemon's the type of series where i'm just like just throwing my wallet at the tv screen yeah. <laughs> type of thing i mean um let, let's, okay, so here's the thing. If you look at this realistically, right, you could get these two expansions and then Home comes out next February, correct? Yeah, it comes out in a month's time or so. So I think, in theory, Home comes out and then you can... I thought... Oh, so Home comes out this year in February. Yeah, yeah, this year, yeah. So will you be... But we really don't know what Home is completely, right? Not really. We know that we know it's going to be paid because at the bottom it said it's going to be a paid app, um, and it's we know it's going to be able to you're going to be able to put your Pokemon in there like Pokemon Bank was like on the 3ds, um, but any other features apart from that we don't know. So um, whether we're able to take them out and put them into this game, we're not sure about because they haven't necessarily said that yet, right? Mm. They just said you couldn't import them from the bank, right? Yeah, you can import them into the bank, into um, Pokemon Home. Then from Pokemon Home, they'll be able to go in and out of Pokemon Shield. So, I mean, in theory... If if they're supported. Yeah, that's yeah. what people wanted anyway. So, they took the long way to get there. But, I, I mean, I can't be... For me, I don't see the problem with that. But again, I don't have bank. I don't have years and years and years of collecting. So I get it to some degree. I don't get it to another degree. So hopefully it gets fixed. Yeah. Like um, they're adding 200 Pokemon, 50 of which are going to be like the legendary Pokemon that they're adding. Okay. So um, by the time, by the time like actual evolution lines of like, you know, each Pokemon's got three evolution lines, there's probably not going to be that many Pokemon that are being added, like realistically. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, if a Pokemon has three evolutions and there's 150, that, that might be, like, you know, say 50 or 60 actual Pokemon you're going to use in battle, yeah. for example. But um, to be honest, like, now I'm just, like, I've accepted it. You know, Pokemon are being restricted in the games. That's how it is. I'm not angry about it anymore. And, you know, with this podcast, we have gone on record. We've got an episode from last year about June like actual title bring back national decks oh jesus um, 
Yeah. And that that was before it had a real negative con- connotation. We were yeah. just talking about we we're talking about like the the history in the Pokemon series how you know, like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, they just added nothing. We're yeah. seeing shortcuts being taken on on these games. the The development time isn't long enough, from what we can tell. And now that this big cut was happening, um, it was just like a, it was just a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have just uh, have taken it and just ran way too far with it. Yeah. See, here's and, the thing. Here's the yeah. problem I have. Because I wonder, who's really crying? Who's really upset? Is it real, true Pokemon fans? Or is it just people that just want to scream into the ether and just scream white noise? Because the game sold Mm. like gangbusters, man. Yeah. The game sold like crazy. It broke records of, like, launch day Pokemon sales. So, like, how does that even happen? If it's, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand it. So, I think that what they're setting up to do is really pretty good. Because here's the thing. We get we hit the fall. We get that expansion pack. Who's to say next year that we don't get two more packs for two more areas? While, on the backside, they are building the next game. You know? Like, so, yeah. I think that the next game, because I don't care what anybody says, this game was not built for the Switch. This game was not built from the ground up for the Switch. This game was being built for the 3DS, and then they pivoted when NX got announced and when Switch got announced. So mm-hmm. I don't think that this, I don't believe that for in by any stretch of the imagination that this game was built for the ground up for the Switch. So my heart says the next version will probably be the version that people are really excited for, the one that they were hoping that we would get on this one. So we'll mm. see. Yeah, I I do think it was built for Switch, but it was using like 3ds, like the 3ds from Sun and Moon assets and the engine um, yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you, you you can see like you know just the characters and everything are very similar. Yeah. You got a little bit. You got a bit of a HD polish on these games, yeah. but um, like with Sun and Moon, if, if if that's running in an emulator on PC, running it, you know. Uh, 1080. It looks really nice. It looks like similar to Sword and Shield. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because there's like there's like um, texture packs and everything you can put on them, and just like if you like take away the shadows and that, like it just like looks real crisp and nice, similar to what Sword and Shield's doing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm really happy with the games. They're not perfect, but I'm ecstatic that there's DLC that I can continue continue playing because I've put you know, 150 hours into these games. I put 50 hours into the game on the first weekend and uh, like now it's getting to the point where I was like, all right, I would like to, a bit of a, at least a scenery change, something yeah. a bit different to look at, if anything. Yeah. So going to like a, I guess a, a, a beach setting and a, a snow setting, which is really cool actually, the snow setting because that's like basically like going up to Scotland from yeah. the UK. Yeah. So that, that I really like that. I like the sort of just the world building and the new characters and everything and looking forward to getting into it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Mm. Yeah, and uh, in that um, direct, they also talked about a Mystery Dungeon, a remake of the the very first one. Did you ever play the Mystery Dungeon series? Never, never. I again, Pokemon was not my thing. You know, I, mm. it basically for me it hit. I was at the age where it was like, if I was probably two years younger, I would have it would have sucked me in. But I was mm. just at that age where I was just like, 
man, this is too kiddie for me. I got to go the other way. You know, they had the cartoon on TV and all that stuff. And I was just like, yeah, no, 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 no. And all the people I watched playing it were like real little kids. And I was like, I can't. I got to stay away from this. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I distanced myself from it. So every game that came out that was Pokemon really, and I just thought, this is dumb. This is for kids. I'm not messing with it. And um, and let's be honest, all video games for kids, so it is what it is. But mm, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, like I see people getting excited about this, but I have no nostalgia for it at all. So I will get the demo. I will try it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I might fall in love with it. Who knows? Mm. It's pr- it's like pretty standard standard gameplay. You go through uh, dungeons which are randomly generated, and you've got to find the ladder and like battle Pokemon as you go through it. It's a for me, it's a really good, like, put something on the TV and just, like, go through a dungeon type mm-hmm. of game. Um, and, the, and like, the story and that's, like, you know, it's uh, it's very kiddie, but it's actually quite sweet as well. So yeah. you might get a kick out of it. Check the, it out. the only thing is it's a full-price game. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend, but I will, but <laughs> I don't really want to spend that much money on it because it's 80 dollars australian i assume it's 60 60 for me yeah i don't understand this philosophy that nintendo's doing right now where they're charging full price full 60 dollar retail in the united states for for games like this and link's awakening when like even when it launched originally it wasn't a 60 dollar game it was a 30 40 dollar game so it's like why are you charging 60 for something just because you just because you can get away with it, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the mm. tactics. Yeah, like, I think, like, for, like, uh, Link's Awakening, Kirby, uh, this uh, Mystery Dungeon remake, like, $40 US would be, like, the perfect point for it. Because, I agree. Yeah, because they're, you know, they are, I don't want to say lesser games, but, you know, just they're not up there with the AAA Nintendo games, like, yeah. you know, even, like, Mario Kart or... Uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, like, you know, they're not up there with them. And I guess you could make the point, well, Breath of the Wild should be more, should be $100 or something like that, if that's the way you want to go. But, yeah, I just, like, when I look at these games, like, with Kirby, like, I, I would have I would have been keen just to jump into it, but for, you know, 80 Australian, I'm like, you know, no way. <laughs> and that game, the sad thing about that game, because I did buy that, because, you know, you did. All I, right. I did. You buy, hate Kirby, I, don't you? I'll be the last one I buy. Anyway, <laughs> I, that game basically plays itself, man. It's like yeah, this yeah. is baby mode to the core, man. Like it doesn't. It doesn't even feel like you don't die. You can't. It's like uh, I don't know. We waste too much time on Kirby games. Nintendo needs to put mm. more development time in other games and back off the Kirby. <laughs> yeah, because um, I I know like a friend of mine. He said that he really enjoyed it because. He got it and played through with it with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they had a really good time. Um, so I could see if you're playing through with through it with like you know three or two people, it would be probably a lot of fun. But just playing with it, just with by yourself, and you got like these CPUs just following you. It's like oh. yeah, hmm. be a bit much. All right. So um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions came out uh, actually today of as of recording. Uh, I have not played the game, but I just want to go through sort of um, some of its uh, scores on Metacritic. So it's sitting in an 80 at the moment. And uh, I guess I'll just read the summary of the game for people that are like, you know, what is this? Mm-hmm. And 
this was a game from the Wii U. It was a, a port, and this is an enhanced version. It's got an extra song and uh, stuff like that. Um, and it's uh, basically Fire Emblem cross with uh, Temig... Oh, what's the, what's the pronunciation? Temigundi. Temigani Sensei. Temig- yeah, Temig- yeah, Jesus, I'm tripping over my tongue. Temigani Sensei, which is like a RPG, a JRPG. Yes. And the summary for the game is the worlds of uh, <laughs> the worlds of the Fire Emblem series and the Atlas games have crossed paths again, and as a result, is coming to Nintendo Switch system. Uh, an interdimensional <laughs> Evil has invaded modern-day Tokyo, resulting in this fantastical barrage of music, style, and yes, danger. So fight back. Fight through dungeons to pump up your strategy and creativity uh, and decimate your foreseeable uh, foes. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, clicked, I, clicked on, I clicked on more, and it's just like this like, two-paragraph thing. I'm like, all right, I don't have to read all that. It's a JRPG. It's based around music. It's got fun with stuff in it. If you like, if here's the thing: if you are a fan of Persona, and you want a Persona game on the Switch, this is very close to a Persona game. This is as close to a Persona game as we're probably going to get on the Switch, um, because they they do a thing where in Persona you have personas, right? That you do. This has um, the Mirage, and there's something else that it is. But essentially, what it is is. You, if you played other <clears throat> JRPGs, there's always this magical power where you can summon these beasts to like mm. fight for you. In this, what you're doing is you're summoning back Fire Emblem characters from the past, and it's really cool how they integrated the two. It's quirky, it's weird in that term, you know, in that sense of the word, um, or that sense of the of the gameplay, because you're just like, man, why is this? Like, why would you pull back Fire Emblem characters? But it's done in such a way that it's really, really good. Um, other than, like, I think in, in the Persona games, I think they're like um, they're like students or they're actors or they're trying to be actors or going to school. This year, basically, trying to become a musician. So you're... Or there's the lead character, one of the girls, are trying to be a musician. And you're trying to help them and do all this stuff. So it's it's really well done, man. It's really cool. Um I don't know, other than the extra song, what the point of this whole, you know, thing is. I, I know that they cut some stuff back, which there was some controversy when this game came out originally on the Wii U, because there was um, there was the women were kind of more endowed yeah. in the Japanese version, <laughs> and then in the in the every rest of the world, it was kind of they were cut back. And for some reason, people lost their minds about that and got upset about it. In this version, it's the cutback version. Everybody gets the cutback version across the board. So, and I know people are upset about that already because they thought, well, we could get... Yeah, the, the, the Japanese got really upset Yeah, that they were getting the censored version. Yeah, and it's... And I think the even Americans were getting upset because they thought they could import the Japanese version now and actually play okay. it. <laughs> and it's like, God, guys, just stop. It's... They're kids. They're teenagers, man. It's like it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. So just mm. you know, but whatever. It's each their own. But it's a, it's a really good game, man. It's a really good game. Yeah, I'm 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 keen to play it. Like I really enjoy like this 
like the J-pop side of things. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy like the start the rhythm games, like the Hatsune Miku series and stuff like that. Just like listening to the, like, the catchy music and all that. Yeah. So um, that's what sort of gets my attention for this over say other RPGs I need to play. Like I've got like Dragon Quest Eleven and all this stuff just sitting in the background. Yeah. And then like, there's this other one where I'm like, yeah, maybe um might play this because there's some. Um, some fun music in there yeah it is there it definitely is i'm I'm sitting here now i'm looking at my download time i got I, i've been downloading for a while now i got another actually only 27 minutes left and the game will be downloaded but for me it's thursday so i will be able to play until tomorrow or till midnight so all oh, right yes yeah, I, I, yeah. I have like another three hours before i can play it whatever it's fine i'll, I'll play it tomorrow mm. It's actually really funny. Like when I was watching um, all the content leading up to Pokemon, everyone was making Australian accounts because we're the first yeah. place in the world. Maybe yeah. New Zealand. I'm not sure yeah. exactly what their time zone is either, but we're like one of the first places like to get stuff now that it's all digital. Because it never used to be like that. I remember when I was a kid, there used to be like a three month gap between US and like Australia. Like with the Game Boy Advance games, it's like Pokemon Fire and Leaf Green. They yeah. were three months after the US. I did. Uh, the- I actually, I actually created a uh, Australian iTunes account so I could get Animal Crossing when that launched. Not nice. <laughs> but then I, I got scared because they started like zapping accounts that did that, and I was like, so okay, I, real quick, right. I got rid of my account real fast because like, dang it, me man, I'm out. Like, it's fine. I don't need to play this. So it was, it's, it's funny. It's, you're right. You're absolutely right. Can you download it and just like log off, then like go on to your normal? Um, no, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't. It wouldn't carry over. Like you couldn't right, play okay. it. You could, uh, but it just it was locking you out because it wasn't for some reason. It was weird. So who knows? Yeah, <laughs> like Pocket Camp. I actually got into that for a little bit, but I sort of just dropped off of it because I just got bored. Wasn't that good? It wasn't that good. It, yeah. it, it, I really, I really enjoy just like leveling up. Just like talking to everyone, yeah. doing the thing all the time, getting XP, just rinse and repeat. Yeah, it was real. I mean, it's a mobile game. It's typical mobile game. Yeah. It wasn't enough to get you really excited, but whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just play, I mainly just play Pokemon Go. That's my mobile game. I sort of really gotten back into that. It's a good game. Um, lately. Because like, I live in a small rural town, and when that game was like, like early in its life there was like not much to do in it but now people have reached level 40 they can start like submitting poker stops and gyms yeah so there's actually like a little bit more stuff to do so you can actually play it properly now yeah that's the thing when they first started it was very wide open for gyms and stuff and then people started submitting gyms and it's they're all over the place now so it's fun hmm. do, do you play at all anymore or you sort of occasionally me and my buddy we go to we go to dinner sometimes we go to of Ruby Two or a, a Chili's, Chili's it's here, and oh, nice. the Chili's is actually a a, a a gym. So we'll sit there while we're in dinner, <laughs> battling and fighting because we're both we're both yellow. So we're just fighting. Oh, and, and, and represent! I'm yellow as well. There you go, man. See, and uh, <laughs> and we, you know, we we basically just will sit there for our dinner, defending the gym and fighting people off and stuff. It's fun. It's a blast. Hmm. Yeah, like um, I just really, I really enjoy like the community days where like the shiny rates are up. I went out the other day and just like took my dog for a walk, and I was meant to, I was like 
said to myself, I'll go out for an hour. I ended up being out there for like three hours, just like walking around. And uh, I, I met some people that I've never met before in my own local town. Um, got added to a, a Facebook group oh, chat. The best, man. Just like they're the best. Like, Cause you can, you can like, cool. I, I was in one too and I'd be driving home from work and just look real quick. And they're like, Oh, there's a five star raid right around the corner. And I'd be like, I'm on my way. And they'd wait for you. You get there and there's a whole bunch of people. Boom. That's how I got Mewtwo. I got Mewtwo the last day that he was available. And I was like, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. So it's, it's fun. Hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's cool just to have like that little icebreaker because you're not going to go up to someone in the street and be like, hey, how you going? Like, yeah. They just, they just look at you and go, what the frig's wrong with you? Exactly. <laughs> go away. <laughs> exactly. You're absolutely right. So um, it was uh, early this morning for me. I think it was early this morning for you as well. Yeah, it was 9 o'clock uh, in the morning for me. Sakurai announced the new... Smash character mm-hmm. coming to Smash Ultimate, mm-hmm. and that character is Byleth from Fire Emblem. And I, I gotta say, starting up the stream, watching it, he's talking about how it's it's dead secret. Not even Nintendo employees know about it, and like it's running through my head. Like, oh, you know, there's he's had this deal going with this third party. It's <laughs> yeah. got this crazy character, and like when the trailer starts, you're gonna know exactly who it is. And the trailer starts, and it's Byleth. I'm like. And I'm like, it can't. After him saying that, it can't be a Fire Emblem character. Like that, that that's a meme at this point. But you know, just chucking all the Fire Emblem characters need more sword boys. Need, I need thought, more sword girls. The funny thing is, when it started playing, right? I'm watching, and I see the animated stuff, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, did they? Is this going to be from Tokyo Barrage? Like, are they bringing a character <laughs> from there? And it was like, then all of a sudden it, it switched. And I was like, oh god. I, the thing is, is this? I'm. I'm very indifferent to it. I'm not shocked. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm just, at this point, like, every single time a Fire Emblem character gets announced, like, every single time a Fire Emblem game comes out, we get a character that, that shows up yeah. in Smash. So I really wasn't too shocked that this character showed up. Uh, but I really think that a lot of people, myself included, thought it was going to be, like, a big home run to, to shut it down, you know? I think it's not so much... For me, it doesn't bother me as much because it's not the final character now. We are getting yeah, six yeah. more through the year. But I, I can see why some people are a little frustrated. But I I tweeted about it earlier today, and I was just like, guys, just stop. Like, the attacks, the, the, the Colin Sakurai names, and just all the stupid stuff that was going on earlier today. And I just feel like... This guy, man, damn near kills himself for you people. Like he tries Absolutely. to do everything he can for the community and tries to make them happy. And I don't feel like this was a Sakurai pick, obviously. I think this was a Nintendo saying, like, hey, we want to put this character in there to promote the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows? But at the end of the day, you know, the guy, like, really busts his butt to, to balance the game, balance the characters. Keep everything up to snuff. Like, dude, you're over 100 characters now. How in the world does this guy even find the time to, like, just create new characters and then balance them the way he does? It's crazy. Yeah, like, I feel like with Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's one of the most important games on the Switch, especially for last year. So I remember talking about it with Bryce, like, 
we we do need a three houses character in Smash just to represent that game because yeah. it's it's one of the most important games in 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 the series and on the Switch. So yeah, it makes sense that it's there. I just feel yeah, I think people are just disappointed by the lead up. Like they're all third party characters. We got Banjo Kazooie. We got. We got like it started off with Joker being like, "What?" Like just yeah. like scratching their heads, like, "Is this what potential DLC can be in the future?" Yeah, and just uh, and I guess just naturally everyone sort of assumes like, "All right, the last one, the biggest, the last, let's go, yeah. let's see what it is." Um, but yeah, but once he got into it, showing off the character, showing off like the different weapons, he's got all the weapons from all of the different different house leaders. And the character looks like a lot of fun, and it looks—he looks a lot different to uh, other characters in the Fire Emblem series. He doesn't have a counter, and he's got like a—you know—he's down B. He's got like a real heavy weapon. Yeah. Um, he's got his sword, normal sword, which is like his his whip. Like he's—he's he's got a really unique move set that will be a lot of fun to use. But I just, yeah, just from like the, the fandom side of things, I can see why people are upset. But like you said, though, I don't see why you would feel inclined to harass him. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, obviously, that's that, that's what any sane per- person would say, yeah. I, I would hope. Yeah. But if you're that passionate about the game, if you're that passionate a Nintendo fan, like, I don't really get it. Like, I, I love... I, I won't say I love Fire Emblem. I really like Fire Emblem. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm quite happy to see, see yeah. the character in there. But yeah. I wasn't a huge Three Houses fan. Um, I loved the game before it, Awakening. I, I enjoyed, um, mm. you know, but I just, I don't know. I, I felt like this one was a little different. This one was a lot like a Persona type game. Um, so it took me a little bit out of the mix. It's not what I went in expecting. Um, a lot of chattiness and I was just like, man, I just want to yeah. go, I just want to go play the game. I want to go fight. I want to go battle and i just felt like it was lacking in a lot of that so i gotta go back and play it because i only put a, i put a few hours in and i just i couldn't get past all the the dialogue and all the running around and go talk to this person and go talk to that person i was just like dude can i just go <laughs> fight some people man come on let me go do this so we'll it's see funny because i i feel like the complete opposite because i i really like the aesthetic and everything in fire emblem mm-hmm. but i just as much as i want to get into like the the grid based strategy I'm just it. It just doesn't do it for me mm-hmm. as much as I want it to. Like I've bought like multiple Fire Emblem games and I haven't gotten through any of them, just because like it it just doesn't scratch my itch like like a turn based strategy like Pokemon or yeah. Fire not Fire Emblem, um, Dragon Quest or something like that. Mm-hmm. That really scratches my itch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it were. Um, but yeah, I love running around talking to people, getting to know the characters doing little side quests, doing like the fishing, like all of that stuff. Absolutely yeah. love it. The character building. Um, and sort of when it comes to a battle, I sort of just want it to just, I just want to like <laughs> press A, like get through it and go back. So it, it, it is funny that like we're like complete opposites when it comes to That's that. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I guess they I guess they knew what they were doing. They sold a lot of copies of it, so it is what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the, the best-selling Switch games, which is really good to see for the series. Yeah. Um, and they also brought in some new Me Fighter costumes. Yes. So there's one for there's one for Cuphead, mm-hmm. uh, the Rabbids, uh, uh, Altar, uh, and various Mega Man games in there. Um, 
really excited by the Cuphead one. That looks really, really cool. It actually looks like a character rather than just a costume. Yes, it feels like there. I, man, though, I would, I would have loved Cuphead in this game. Like, I really feel like that's such a missed mm. opportunity uh, for Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo really dropped the ball with all indie developers. Like, I feel like Shovel Knight should be in the game, not an assist trophy. Like, Shovel Knight should have had a character, and uh, Rusty from SteamWorld Dig, he should be in there, or Dorothy from SteamWorld Dig 2. I feel like Cuphead should be in there, and I feel like they could really take advantage of the indie scene, but not only that, it would help elevate these indie teams, you know, and it would take them to another level. I mean, you think about it, right? You have developers like Yacht Club, like Image of Form, um, and you and you put those characters in a game like Smash, and it helps take that game and elevate it and sell more copies. That company is going to be with you through and through to the end of time. Because they're going to yeah, be like, hey, you know what? Nintendo really hooked us up with this. So... We're gonna stay with. We're gonna stay Nintendo loyal for till the end of time, and I feel like it would have shored up some some deals with some companies that would have been like we're we're strictly Nintendo. And I know Yacht Club, you know they're not Yacht Club Image Four. They're not strictly Nintendo, but they're typically Nintendo first. So, but this would have been a nice way to get some exclusive stuff that just stayed with Nintendo over time. Um. But whatever, it is what it is. I, I just would have preferred to see if they could have found a way to put some of those characters in, um, especially with now because it's like, well, who else is there? You know, you're starting to hit that point where it's just like, I'm not sure we have many more characters left that you can actually. I mean, there's six. We know there's six more coming, but I don't know who the heck they could do. Yeah, I guess like with third parties, you've got like Rayman. Yeah. You've got Activision for Crash Bandicoot and yeah. Spyro. Uh, like I dare say there is a fair few out there. But, you know, we've got Banjo-Kazooie. That's the, the one with a lot of um, Nintendo clout that everybody wanted. Yes. Um, you know, you got Cloud, which was a huge one, representing Final Fantasy, that which was, is oof. home on Nintendo. Nobody saw that coming. Hmm. That was just a so, shocker. Yeah. Like, personally, I don't have any characters where I'm like... I need this in Smash. Like, I am busting my balls, waiting for this to come into yeah. Smash. Um, it's sort of like... It's kind of like with... Um, what, was, what was the last fighter? I forgot what it was. Terry Bogart? Yeah, Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, when, he, when he showed him off, I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't have any feelings towards Terry. Yeah. But sort of in the video showing like all these mechanics and that, I'm like, oh, well, he looks like a real fun character to play. Yeah. So... Whatever Sakurai or Nintendo decide to put in the game, I'm I'm just open to whatever it is. Just to make it fun to <laughs> make it fun to play. Don't yeah. don't make it boring, which uh, I've got no no uh, worries about at all. Exactly, I'm with you there. Hmm. Do you like? Do you consider yourself a big Smash fan or not at all? I um, mean, I for all? me, I trophy hunted. So when they pulled yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they pulled trophy hunting out of this game, it really broke my heart. Um, because to me, that was something I loved to do, was to go collect these little statues. I mean, I think it's part of the reason why I go as crazy as I do for Amiibo and try to track down all the Amiibo that, that I can. Um, mm. 
but it's something I've always done. So when I played, and they didn't put it in this game, I played for a while, and then I just kind of lost interest. Because that was the thing that drove me to continue to keep going back and back and back and keep playing. And especially on the Wii U, with the trophy cases they would have. And I would That's like, right, yeah. and I would look through and go like, "Oh, I gotta get this Metroid one to fill this case. Let me go try to find it." And I would go play and find it, or go buy it, and whatever it was. And it just, I, I lost that with this because I'm not a good Smash player. I didn't start playing Smash until the Wii Brawl, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people hated that version. Uh, and then I did play it on the 3DS, which I liked. I played it on the Wii U, which I liked. Again, trophy hunting the whole time. So. When it came to Smash on the on the Switch, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. I enjoyed it. I just suck. So I get smoked the whole time. You know, so it's just like, this is not fun for me. Yeah. So that direct when Sakurai sort of said, oh, yeah, there's no trophies in this. You know, we don't have enough resources to put into all the characters and all of this. You would have been pretty heartbroken, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I was too. I sort of went, oh. And I don't really... I feel like if they just didn't do any new trophies and just put what was in the Wii U version into this, I would have been happy enough with that. Yeah. Like, if they didn't make any new trophies, they just like, hey, uh, we, we're just putting from the Wii U version into this version, and, you know, there's no new trophies. And maybe if they just, like, do them through updates after or whatever it is, I would have been, would have been pretty happy with that. But, yeah, because, like, with, with the spirits... There's no like information on the games when the first game was, you know, he's the context of that character in that series. Like, there's none of that. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hmm. Yeah, because like, I I really love Smash. I love just the gameplay of it. It's one of those. I reckon it would be probably my desert island game if I was going <laughs> to, um, go somewhere. I'll just keep playing, playing, playing it. Yeah. They uh they brought out a a demo on the 3DS like maybe a month or two before that version came out. Yeah. And I put, I think I put like 80 hours into the demo. Oh my God. I just played it, played it, played it, played it, played it. It was like two minute matches. Like that's, you didn't have a choice. You had choice of four characters, which was Link, Mario, Villager or Mega Man. And I just played the crap out of it. It was really good on the 3DS. Stop. It was really yeah, it good was. on the 3DS. Yeah, I yeah, liked like that the, a lot. The the controls were like you know not i not necessarily ideal but they did the job fine enough yeah yeah I agree it was it was the D pad you know or not the D pad you could use whatever the the circle pad was okay um, but I I had I had a blast playing on the you know it was really good when you had the nub stick on the new 3ds so that would be yeah. like your your smash stick and it was good I liked it yeah that was really useful yeah so I guess if you want You'll probably have more fun just playing the 3DS version than just playing that, getting trophies, doing the Smash Run. Yeah, yeah. The Wii U, I, I you know, I enjoyed the Wii U, but I'm not hooking that thing back too, up. Yeah. yeah, I'm not hooking that thing back up. So it's it's done. Yeah. Mine, mine is actually still plugged in. It's next to my like PS4 and Xbox One. Just I'm still sitting there. I'm half tempted to plug it back in, but there's really not much to play on there anymore. You know, like yeah, with Tokyo Mirage coming over, we only have a few games left that could potentially be ported and i think there's a good chance they're gonna get ported so yeah i think i think like the only game i would play on it which i wouldn't play on switch now would be uh the wind wind waker hd and mario 3d world i think that's pretty much what's left at least out of my collection oh there's pikmin 3 yes um 
Yeah, there's, there's a handful on there, but like the the bigger ones. Are I mean, the only mostly... ones that are left for me that I would want to play are Pikmin three, three D World, and the two Zelda games. You know, mm. uh, yeah, Twilight Princess as well. Twilight Princess and mm. uh, oh my god, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. the only they're the only four that really I go I gotta have. You know, but it, that's not enough for me to really get excited about. Yeah. Yes, poor Wii U. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny in hindsight thinking about it because, like, oh, you're like, oh, you've got these good games on there, but man, it was rough. It was yeah. so rough. Like, a, as you would know, you did a podcast about trying to tell them what to do. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some rough times, man. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move into sort of the topic of the show. And for the show, I want to talk more about your sort of like your content creation and like you know how you got into it and sort of how you look at it mm-hmm. and how it fits into your everyday life and how you sort of uh yeah you know, how, how you sort of do it yeah yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say yeah um, um <laughs> i mean for me i mean how i got into it so i was kind my at the time i was married when i got into it and my wife was on youtube and she was doing like um home stuff like she was doing like hauls and like she'd go to target and buy stuff and do a video haul on it and then she'd do like all this like crafting stuff and she'd do videos on it she kept saying to me like you should really do youtube and i was like i don't even know what i would do and she's like no you like i think you'd be really good at it i'm like i don't know what i want to do it on i have no idea so then i used to collect statues batman statues and i started to say to her like i started watching people on youtube and i was like they do these unboxing things like i could do that stuff that's simple right and so i started trying and did a video and i was like oh man this is just bad this isn't for me i can't do this and then like she kept pushing kept bringing it up and then finally i was like i really want a podcast that's what i want to do but i had no clue how to start a podcast so i was like well a mini podcast is basically me talking to the camera about games and such. So that's what I started hmm. doing. You know, I was watching, um, I was big into IGN. You know what I mean? I was watching Colin Moriarty and, and Greg Miller and Brian Altano mm-hmm. and, and yep. Perry Schneider and Jose, Jose Otero and, and all those guys. And they were inspiring me. And I started doing that stuff, like doing, sitting there talking to the camera about new stuff that was coming out. Um, and then it just steamrolled from there. Then I hooked up with these guys that actually started to teach me how to podcast. And I was like, okay, I can make this a thing. I could do this. So it's it's been tough. You know, the transition, I've kind of been leaving YouTube behind just because I feel like YouTube is not what it was. Um, hmm. It's they're, they're constantly chipping away and making it worse little by little. And it's not anything what it used to be. I used to enjoy going on. Nothing infuriates me more now than like you spend the time, you put a video out, and then like somebody copyright claims it for a stupid sound you have in the video for 10 seconds. You know, and it's like, come on, man. Are we really fighting over little stupid things like this? And then then they you know because they break laws and they break rules then they want to do this whole copper thing that's happening now and it's just like it's a ne- it's a non-stop 
continuation of just running into brick walls. It's not what it was. It's changed dramatically over time, and it's just gotten worse, in my opinion. Um, so with that, I look at it and I go, like, what's fun for me? Because that's what I think you have to look at, you know, with content creation. What do you enjoy doing? And if you're if you're not enjoying it, when it gets tough to do, you're going to quit. And to me, that's the key. Like, what do I enjoy to do? I've always enjoyed doing podcasts. Like, to me, it's fun because I feel like it's the closest thing to just sitting around with your friends and talking about whatever, about whatever the topic is or what you're into. So for me, that's always an exciting thing to do. So, but also for me, after doing it for so long, like, I basically changed up a lot of what I've been doing. Just because I'm like, I need to be inspired again. And I'm not inspired. Or I wasn't inspired. And that was the whole reason why we left if we were in Nintendo. And we started a cup of Joe on Nintendo. And why I brought Pat onto Nintendo Talk and refired that back up and started to do stuff with that. And But I changed the whole dynamics of the way we're doing stuff. Like we're doing breakout content. Like we're taking topics and just putting that up, you know, on YouTube and you know, Pat's putting some content strictly on his. Like he's taking a topic, one or two topics, and he puts on his channel. And I take mm-hmm. a stuff for a cup of Joe, and then I put it on my channel. And you know, kind of trying to treat it as a little bit different animal. Um, but at the same time, like I feel like so that's where I feel like you have to be inspired as well. So it, it's okay in my eyes that after time to take a step back and go, what's working? What's not working? What excites me? What gets me going? Um, this works. This doesn't, I'm backing off of this. I'm going to start doing more of this. And that's, what's got me into streaming. I, I look at it like this, like the one thing that I got into all this for, is because I love video games. And I started to find out that I was doing so much content and not playing games. Like I was literally doing a video on YouTube five days a week. Then I was doing three to four podcasts a week. Right? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't playing any games. I'm like, how how am I running around calling myself the Nintendo guru when I haven't played a Nintendo game in weeks? Because I don't have the time. So I was like, well that's gotta get changed. So I said, you know what? We're gonna pull off the YouTube videos and we're gonna push Twitch. And to me, I love Twitch because I get to play Nintendo games every single night for two hours a night and I get to play with friends win-win all day long. So, and then if I can take some stuff away from that and, and build off of it, meaning my podcast and build off of what we're doing during the week on Twitch, it's a win. So I think that's the thing you need to look at what you're into. And you, the other thing too is, um, well, let me, let me, finish this thought first so you got to look at what you're doing figure out what you like figure out what you enjoy what works what doesn't schedule wise and make it happen the other thing is a couple other things you need to focus on it in terms of like it's a job it's a second job this what i do comes before everything you know what i mean like if my mom says like hey we want to do this on this day i'll reschedule or schedule around my streaming like, they, my family knows Monday to Thursday, you don't ask me to do anything because I'm streaming. They know Sunday mornings, you don't ask me to do anything because I'm podcasting. But any other time, like, let's go. Let's go do stuff. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm. Because that's it. This is a second job to me. If I worked at 
Best Buy second job. I can't just be like, no, mom, sorry, I'm coming over. You know, I'm coming over now. You're gonna say, hey, I can't. I gotta go to work. You know, so it's a very similar process to me. The other, the final thing that I would say with it all is, it's 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 a marathon. It's not a race. You don't have to kill yourself to have everything look perfect and be perfect. You can take your time to get there. Slow and steady. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to go buy all the gear. You know, like, I go back and I look at my earlier stuff, right? And I cringe when I look at it. But I was loving it and I was having a good time with it. And I didn't have every, I didn't have all the lights. I didn't have the boom. I didn't have the mic. I didn't have the camera. I didn't have all the extra bells and whistles. Just take your time to get there. Don't be in a rush. Because you want to make sure you love it before you go spend all that money on it. So... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I feel the same way. Like, it's it's a definitely a marathon to, to get there. Because like when we first started the House of Mario, we we said, oh yeah, now it's going to be this, and then like ten episodes later, we're like, oh, we should do this, and you're gradually building on it, and you're getting to where you're going. And then like every year as well, I, I like you know the two or the three weeks off we take, I sort of like look and say, like, all right, what can we do better this year? And it sort of builds every year from there. So yeah, um, I didn't realize it was it was your ex-wife that got you into doing all this. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's nuts because you know we just it it's it's so weird. It was so weird that how she pushed me to it because she was like she was doing really well. You know what I mean? Like she had like five thousand subscribers on YouTube and like really killing it. You know, and she was growing every day. But she looked at my stuff, and even after we, we separated and she saw my content that I was doing, she would message me occasionally and be like, my God, your editing is so far advanced from when we started. She mm. goes, I can't believe that you're actually editing this stuff, and this is what you're doing. You know, and it's, I, there is something therapeutic about editing, like when you're, when you're doing YouTube stuff and you're trying to, like, do something to make your stuff stand out. It's it's fun, man. It can be a blast when it's working and it's it's working well. So, but yeah, she just she just said to me like you can talk. You don't have a problem talking like in front of cameras and all that stuff. She's like, I don't see why you don't try it. And I'm like, all right, we'll give it a shot. Here we are, five years later, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, I just uh, it stood out to me because like you've I I don't want to go you know too much into it. I don't want to. Don't want to go into anything you don't want to talk about. Yeah, no. But you did. You you did say something about like, sort of like you know something in, in your relationship that sort of you know started the the separation was that you know you were putting too much time into your content. Way too much time into my content. That's the thing too. You got to make sure that it, whoever you're working with is okay, or who you're living with is okay with it. Because when we started, yeah. But when I was literally putting my my relationship on a back burner in my mm. see the weird thing is this because we didn't communicate we didn't talk about it my eyes i was like i'm building a future for us i'm gonna bust my butt and then you can come home from work but i was thinking that i wasn't telling her that right. and like she's sitting there going like yo man what's going on over here and i'm sitting there going like we're we're building we're building something here this is going to be the future for us that wasn't the future she wanted, you know what I mean? And hmm. and I didn't know until it was too late, you know? And it was just, you know... But one thing that she said to me, though, when 
we did finally separate. She had said to me, like, you got to do me a favor. You got to make me a promise. I said, what's that? She's like, you won't stop doing what you're doing. And she's like, because mm-hmm. I really, truly believe you're going to blow up one day and do something that you really want to do. And she's like, and I would hate to think that I stopped you from that because of breaking up with you. I will say this. Um, I feel like the content that I created when I was married, um, YouTube wise was far better than when I got divorced. And because when, at the time I could totally see where I was starting to build momentum and everything was starting to come together, but because I had drive and I had focus and I had a reason why I was doing it all. It was real. It becomes real easy to step back and go. Ah, I don't want to do it today because of this reason or that reason. Although I don't, all, nine times out of ten, like I'll come back and I'll record and I'll do what I want to do, or I have to yeah. do. But when you lose that why, it becomes tough at times, and it's sometimes trying to recapture. Um, so, yeah, it, it it definitely killed me a little bit, but. At the same time, like now I'm refocused, I'm reinvigorated, but it took me a while to see that, you know, so if I were to do it over again, I probably, A, would have communicated better with her what my plans were and what did she want and make sure that she was on board with what I wanted. And then the other thing is, is man, just if you're, if you have a girlfriend, you have a wife, man, just Be sure to see her through everything it is. Be sure to take a step back once a week and go, hey, this is your day. I'm not going to record. I'm not going to do anything. What do you want to do? And let's go do it. Because that's probably my biggest mistake of it all. Where if I would have just stepped back and said, what do you want to do today? Let's go do something you want to do. Or let's go go to dinner or let's go to a movie or let's go to a park or let's go do something. And it wasn't happening. You know, it wasn't, it ultimately it wasn't happening. And so I, I wholeheartedly blame myself for the relationship spiraling and going out of control. But that's, you know, you live, you learn, you know, and it, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. And like, I feel like that's really good advice. Like, like, you know, I, I, I know, I think I know what you felt like just like all right you know I want I've got these two podcasts I want them to improve this like you're spending time thinking about that executing it you got your Twitch stream YouTube like all of that you know that takes a lot of time out of your week yeah yeah and like when when you're dedicated to like just like I want I you know I want this I want this to be my thing I want this to be successful yeah um you know you do lose sight of that and you take things for granted and um yeah, like I try to keep that in mind, like, you know, with myself and my girlfriend, like, you know, she's busy, she's, you know, got, got her business during the day and we've got the time at night and usually my time at night after work is the time I can record podcasts and can do that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind, like, for like anyone out there that's, you know, really driven to do this type of thing. Yeah. I think the thing too is, 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 crazy as it sounds or whatever it's just you got to stay humbled and you got to stay focused on the things that are important when 
you're looking at things and you're going like, oh man, it would be so good to just be able to do this and not have to listen to somebody want to go do something else. That's all well and good in your head, but when you're alone, it's not the best thing. things. You know what I mean? Like you would rather yeah. be with somebody than not with somebody. And I think you need to look at that and stay focused to where you are and not really pull back too much from that person. Like that person is there for a reason. You pick that person for a reason. I mean, look, if, if, if everything was to work out and this is all you did, then you would treat it like a nine to five. When they went to work, you would work. Yeah. And then when they were home, you'd be home just like a normal job. What happens is what I don't think people realize is when you're trying to become that and you're trying to build to that, you're working your regular job. Like I work a nine to five job every single day. It's actually seven to five. So I'm working 10 hours a day, working five hours on Saturday, right? And then trying to do all this in the meantime, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's why I say, like, if you're not enjoying this, you're not having fun, get away from it. Like, if you don't love it, if you don't love the microphone, if you don't love the camera, where you're excited to come back and do it, it's not for you. Or it's time to walk away. And I think yeah. that you have to pay te- As much as it is where you have to pay attention to the details to get there, you have to also pay attention to the details when it's time to walk away. And if you're not yeah. loving it, it's time to walk away. Yeah. And like, I, I know that like I really enjoy this type of stuff because when I'm at work, I'm thinking about like, what if I got this light and I put it here and I'm, like, I'm thinking about like because I, I want to start um, doing more stuff on Twitch and I'm thinking like because I, I did it a couple of years ago really enjoyed it mm. and I had a webcam and just like did the pretty basic setup but like this year I've got like a room where I actually want to like set it up properly to sit down and like do it so I'm thinking like oh what if I get this light put it there what if I get like this uh, soundboard and I can do this and that and, like just like thinking about like what what I can do different or what I can do that would just be lots of fun and like you know that's just going through my head all the time like you know oh should I get this person on the podcast should I uh, do this segment like it's just always in your head and when you get home you're like all right I want to do this I'm excited I've been thinking about it all day open up the computer and uh, yeah but I guess yeah you've got to sort of um, be considerate of uh, other people as well exactly exactly in your life yeah absolutely yeah so Apart from like Twitch, where you like you really enjoy being able to just like you know, it gives you like a designated time to be able to play games and like hang out with your friends and that. Is there is there anything else like you like absolutely love about just making content on Twitch? Um, I mean, dude, when you have good nights and people are there, and you because <clears throat> the way it is for for those who don't know. Uh, when you're streaming on Twitch, you have a back end where you, you're looking at all the numbers. And you see your camera, you see what the people see, you have the chat, <clears throat> you see all the different things, but you're like, you can see how many people are there and all that stuff. And I think what's got me excited now is as I'm moving forward, I'm, my numbers are slowly starting to increase. Mm-hmm. So when I'm playing a game, and you're like, you're you're doing the game, you're playing, you're doing your thing. And then you look down at the number and you go, oh, there's five people there. Good, good, good. And yep. you keep playing. <laughs> and then you look back down and you go, holy cow, there's 10 people here. Okay. And then you keep, and then you look down, it's like 18, 19. And it's like, what is happening? You know? And like I, just last, uh, last Saturday, I did a birthday stream 
and we streamed for four hours. Dude, it right, was. Right, the way, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I had, like, 30 people there, right? Insanity, the amount of people that showed up. Um, and then, at one point, Miss Click raids my stream, brings in 100 people, and, like, they're all subbing to me, which... In, in the world of Twitch, a sub means they're giving me $5 a month. They're, they're subscribing to my channel. So I'm getting subs and gift subs, which means, like, if you're a subscriber, you can then pay for somebody else and give a gift so they can try it out for a month and be sub to you. And I'm like, what is... I literally had no idea what was going on. It literally brought me to tears. Because I was just like, this is madness. Like, to see the success. Not only that, when you start to see the same people showing up night after night after night and excited to stream with you because they just want to play with you, that's that's when you realize, like, I love this. That's when I go, like, I love this. I love hanging out on Twitch, streaming, and it's totally different animal from YouTube. YouTube is very, it's a rush to get the content out. Then you got to make some stupid clickbait topic to get people to come check out your video. And then nobody comes and checks it out or a bunch of people check it out and they're yelling at you in the comments and you're fighting. And it's like a different battle every single day. And it's like, I'm so tired of that rat race that to do this and just play games and have a good time with friends. It's, it's fantastic, man. Yeah. Like when I'm in your chat, like I'm always seeing the same people. Yeah. Seeing like Joey Splats, yep. uh, Bland Explosion, like you're seeing like all the same guys, and it's like it is, it is, it's nice from like my point of view too, like coming in, like seeing like the same people, and um, just being able like, to be familiar and be able to like chat with people, it's really cool. Yeah, nice sense of uh, community, and um, like what you said about the numbers as well, like you said, like oh, it's good seeing like the numbers go up, but yeah. it also works the the other way too, like oh, I've got five people, yeah, it does, I've got three it people. Does. It well. does work the same way. But you know what, though? It also, if, you, if you're if you conscious of it and you're watching, it tells you what works and what doesn't work. If, yeah. if, you, if you're conscious to it and you're paying attention, if you're doing stuff on camera or on, on the games or whatever, and you're seeing the numbers dipping, they're leaving for a reason. Obviously, you're doing something they're not happy about. Now, don't get me wrong. There's times when people just, they got to go. They got to do stuff. You know what I mean? But... <clears throat> You gotta be, and that's where you have to be conscious of, like, well, okay, people are this guy's going to dinner, this guy's got this to do tonight, but at least they yeah. showed up, you know. But like, if you can get people to come out and hang out and stay there for long periods of time, then you go, okay, this is this is pretty exciting. So yeah, it can work the other way, but it can also help you course correct. Like, hey man, I must have done something wrong. You know what? I'm not talking enough. Like there, I've had that scene. Like I'm. Go in and I'm running my mouth and people are showing up and they're hanging out and they're talking. And then I start playing a game and I'm paying attention to the game so much that I realize I'm not talking. And I look over and I see my numbers dipping. I'm like, oh, I got to get back into this rhythm. Start talking about something. So, yeah. Because you got to think about it like someone like jumping in, clicking on your name, your stream pops up. And it's just like, you know, you sitting there, you're playing, say, Splatoon, whatever it is. Yeah. People go, Oh yeah, no, he doesn't seem to be talking much, and they go out, go to someone else who is yeah. talking and engaging with the chat. Yeah. So, yeah, something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, with like you do, you do your Twitch, YouTube, and podcasts, and you all sort of you tie it sort of all into one with your Patreon. 
You do uh, You, Me and Capri mm-hmm. with uh, Sean Capri, your partner yes. on A Cup of Joe on Nintendo. Yes. Um, so how do you guys sort of approach your Patreon? Like we have a Patreon as well. And uh, I guess uh, we sort of approach our Patreon just like trying to give back as much as possible to the people that do enjoy our content and also obviously try and you know raise some money to be able to like do things like traveling upgrading gear yeah. just like, you know all the boring stuff pay fees mainly yeah um yeah. soundcloud or whatever it is yeah wherever but, you're at yeah um yeah for me i guess the way i approach it is i mean dude i never want to do a patreon never even cared about it just like i don't want to do this i don't i don't mm. have time for this i don't want to mess with it I don't want to feel obligated to owe people stuff. And people just started coming up or like reaching out to Sean, reaching out to me and just like, Hey man, I want to, I want to help. I want to give you money. How do I help you do or pay for some of the stuff? And they're like, do you have a Patreon? And I'm like, no. And then finally, like one day we, me and him went to each other and we're just like, dude, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon because there's so many people that want to give me money to help pay for a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, what do you... And Sean was like, sing. Like, to sing. And he was like, well, do you want to merge? And we are like, yeah, let's just merge together, do something together. And um, and that's what we did. And, and But ultimately, I guess the idea is it's a way to pay respects to some of your most loyal fans. Um but the one thing I learned, honestly, about Patreon is the people that that follow me on Patreon are totally different than the people that follow me on Twitch, and they're totally different than the people that follow me on YouTube. They're all different animals, and they got to be treated differently across the board. You can't take what you do on Twitch and think it's going to work with the Patreon people, and you can't do what works with the Patreon people and think it's going to work on YouTube. Everything's differently. Everything's handled differently. Um, but the idea is to try to give what you can. Um, the main thing for me is I try not to, I don't like locking stuff behind paywalls. I kind of hate that. Um, so one of the main things was, was like, listen, let's, let's try not to lock stuff behind paywalls. Like you can, so we kind of pulled away from that. The only thing we do that is locked behind a paywall is Yumi Capri podcast and sean has a podcast as well that he does the pants patreon podcast that he does but those two yeah. things are the one the two things that are basically locked behind a paywall but for me i don't like that because i don't like to feel like i have to give you money in order to find to see what you're doing so and i know there's people out there to do do that and that's fine if that's what you believe you want to do and that's how you want to work it then every, I, that's the beauty of patreon everybody can do it the way they want to do it and some people are successful with it and some aren't and some people find success doing something differently than the way i do it and i find more success than people to do it the other way and um but for me it's like i just want to be able to give something so like giving them the content early access i like doing that um I feel like that's a good way to pay people back um, for being a loyal supporter. But that's the main thing behind Patreon for me. It's like, how can I do something nice or extra for the people that really love and support us and show up to all the streams and show up to all the podcasts and all that? And how do you do that? And that was the whole aspect behind it. Like, how do we take it a step further to do something nice for people? Because that's my thing. I, 
I I don't. I I like to try to do stuff for people where I can and help people where I can. Um, I've always kind of been that way since I've been doing content creating. Um, mm. If I can give away something, I'll give it away wherever I can. When I was heavy into collecting Amiibo, when the craze was going, if I saw one that were rare, I'd grab them and then like reach out to the community and be like, hey, man, who needs this? And I never charge people for anything. I always just give it away because that's not my belief. I'm not here to make money off your backs. You know what I mean? Like, your support means the world to me. This is the way that I can give you back and show you thank you for that. So I've given away so many Amiibo. I've given away so many eShop cards. I've given away so many Nintendo Online. You know, and, and but that's just something that I do. And I, I, it's a way for me to also get up close and personal with some of my, what I consider to be friends. I don't like the word fans. I don't like any of that stuff. And, and I consider the people that support me more like friends and family, you know? Yeah, like yeah. The people that know me, like, I'm me. When I, I'm no different when I turn on the camera to stream on Twitch as I am when you talk to me in a DM on, on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever or when you podcast with me and when whatever. So I feel like I'm the same person across the board always. That's just me. And what you see is what you get. And I think that's what's always been helped me to be successful in all that I do is just try to be genuine. Just try to be the best version of you at all times. Not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up sometimes. You're going to say stuff that you shouldn't say and do stuff you shouldn't do. But at the end of the day, just try to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And I think if you do that, everything else will just fall into line. It's definitely... a yeah, set up to to be that way with like um, just on on Patreon like say like a we we can do like a little bit extra like what you said about the paywall I do like I do agree with that but like since we set up our Patreon we're sort of like oh what can we do extra for say like you know the handful of people that have decided to come here and sort of the I guess not the easiest way for that is like you know exclusive content. But at the same time, that is definitely the way where, you know, you get the best bang for your buck. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, like, what, what you're saying about, like, you know, being being genuine, like, you know, that, that's what podcasts and listening to podcasts is all about. Like, it, it's funny, like, you know, I've been listening to you on your podcast, you know, for a couple of years plus now. And, you know, I, I feel like you know, I know you pretty well, even though I've only, you know, talked to you in person or not in person, but, um, you know, face video, to face yeah. or yeah. screen to screen mm-hmm. um, a couple of times now. Like it just, if yeah, it's a, it gives that more personal connection. So yeah. you got to remember that. So if you're, if you're not being genuine and, you know, people don't have anything to, any reason to listen to. Exactly. To exactly. Yeah. Mm. All right. Was there anything else you want to touch on about your content creation before I let you go? Or I think we got it I think all. It, I think we I think, got I think it I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll leave it there then, Bobby. Thank, thank you, you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. Drew, man, thank you for having me. Seriously. And it, it's always a good time talking to you. It's an honor to be here. It really, I love the name of the show. I love the show. You guys do a fantastic job with it. Um, just 
stay away from Seamus Mullins a little bit more in your life, and, and everything will be better. You'll be happier for it. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. Hey, that, that boy drives me nuts, I tell you what. I love Seamus. Oh. I love Seamus. He's a good guy. I'll, so. I'll clip this out and send it to him. See what yeah. he <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, and I, I got through without a cough, too. There you go, so, man. Good stuff. Don't have to edit that out. Thank God. That's good. I've had it had it tickling in the back of my throat the whole time. Um, <laughs> but now I when when we hit in, hit the stop button, I can cough my guts up. There you go. That's a good thing. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode one hundred and twenty nine. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can help us out by doing some of these things. You can subscribe on your podcast player of choice. You can set the House of Murray to auto-download so you never miss an episode. Uh, I've got a list here, which uh, didn't come up. I've got it written down, Bob, because, you know, I forget these things. It, it um, happens. You, you can leave an iTunes review. Uh, you can suggest us to your fellow Nintendo nerd friends in person or via, via social media. And you can go and check out patreon.com slash for the perks and rewards over there. Bobby... Where can people find your content? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Nintendo Gurus. Find me on YouTube, Nintendo Guru, and on uh, Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Gurus. All right, and you can find all of those links in the show notes below. And uh, Nintendo Jukebox this week is a Fire Emblem Three Houses theme remix via Vetrom. And uh, until next week, the doors to the House of Mario are closed. <laughs>